0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Mackay becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking into wide open touchdown. First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson. And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones has just caught flat footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately when he really got the handoff. It's the q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank
2: you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One. And it is time for part one of the weekend mailbag. So, for that, we bring in the host of Pace's Playbook over on the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, Kayla Pace. So, let's start answering some questions. Michael Christopher asks Who are your favorite players for the Jets to target in the draft? And which player would cause you to bang your head against the wall if the Jets took them with either one of their first round picks? Also, would you trade a second rounder for Calvin Ridley? So let's go through this one by one. The reason that I tied Charlie Kohler into this is because he is one of my favorite players in this draft. I think he's probably going to go in the fourth or fifth. I'm not opposed to the Jets picking two tight ends, by the way, Kayla. If they were to get Trey McBride in the second and Charlie Kohler in the fourth or fifth, I wouldn't hate that, especially depending on which needs they fill in free agency. Kohler's interesting. He's one of my favorite players in this draft. Plus receiving threat still needs to work on his blocking a little bit. But I think mm-hmm. if you team him with a guy like McBride who can do the blocking, that could be a really good combination. But I like him a lot. And I'm going to give you a couple of names right now. These guys. Could change and drop down on my list because as I go through more and more of these prospects, obviously I'm going to like different guys more than others. Some of the guys that I like right now a lot, we talk about Sauce Gardner, no question, huge fan of his. Jermaine Johnson, who I mentioned before, big fan of his, would love to see the Jets get him if they can't get one of the top two edge rushers. Trey McBride has become one of my Favorite players in this draft easily Huge huge fan of his One guy that's not going to go in the top Two rounds of the draft who I like A lot I think could be a day one starter at linebacker and might be able to be had in the third or fourth round is Quay Walker, the linebacker out of Georgia. He's not exceptional in anything, but he's competent at almost everything. So he's the kind of guy that you could plug in there. He's not necessarily going to be an all pro, but I think he could be a good, solid starter for you right away. And in the mid-rounds, that's really all you're reasonably able to expect from a guy like that. So those are some of the names right off the top of my head. Traylon Burks, the receiver from Arkansas, my favorite receiver in this draft. Huge fan of his. I think he's going to be awesome. I would say Jordan Battle, but the news broke that Jordan Battle is staying at Alabama, so that will be for next year. Can't say Jordan Battle anymore. So those are some of the guys that are at the top of my list. Zion Johnson from BC, obviously, as well. I just love his versatility, his fit in the scheme, and how well-rounded a prospect he is. Reminds me a little bit of Elijah Vera Tucker in the sense that he's such a clean prospect. I'm not saying he's going to be as good it is Elijah Vera Tucker necessarily, but I love how well-rounded he is, how versatile he is, and how much of a fit he would be in this scheme that Mike LaFleur and John Benton run with the offensive linemen. So that's my answer with that part of it. Which players would make me smash my head against the wall if the Jets took them with either of the first-round picks? It depends, because some players I would be furious if they were picked at four, but wouldn't hate it at ten. And then other players, I would hate it with both. So I guess in that vein, I would say I would not pick any of these wide receivers at number 10. And we'll talk more about this later, Kayla, because we did get some questions about the wide receivers. I just don't think any of these guys is good enough to warrant being picked in number 10, especially when you're going to have much better options on the board, most likely. You could get an offensive lineman, possibly a cornerback, an edge rusher. There's going to be a lot of places where you could go with that pick, and I just don't see picking a receiver I also don't think receiver is anywhere near as big of a need as many other people seem to think it is. So that's what would kind of make me smash my head against the wall. Calvin Ridley, this is an interesting one. Would I trade a second round pick for him? Here's the problem. We don't even know where his head is at right now because he stepped away from the game for mental health reasons I don't know what's going on with him. Nobody's heard from him. Does he want to come back to football next year? We don't even know that yet. If he does, is New York the right place for him? If he's having mental health issues, I don't know. So there's so many things to be determined with Calvin Ridley, whether or not he's even going to play where his head is at, whether he thinks the Jets are even a good fit for him. Let's say everything checks out. Calvin Ridley says, I want to come back. And by the way, I really want to be a Jet. Would I trade a second round pick for him? Honestly, probably not. He's going to be 28 years old, and you're going to have to pay him a fortune. I would rather just use that pick on a young receiver that I think I can build with on the cheap and team him with Elijah Moore, who's also going to give you a comparative advantage. Being a receiver who looks to be an ascending star on the cheap, you're already paying Corey Davis. Do you want to invest $30 million a year in wide receivers? Would I hate it if the Jets did it? No, because I know Ridley is a very talented wide receiver and certainly you could do a lot worse, especially for a second round pick. For a first round pick, no way. But I probably wouldn't do it just because I think there are good wide receivers you can get in this draft. I don't think receiver's that big of a need. You're gonna have to pay him a ton of money, and I'd rather use that capital somewhere else.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna start on the Calvin Ridley train. I don't want him. I know like he's a talented guy and like by no means like am I Like, not for taking time for your mental health. Like, of course, do what you need to do. But I do not think that somebody who's going through a tough time in their life should be rebounding their career in New York. I think that's a terrible idea Um, for him, for the Jets. I just And I don't think I've seen enough from him to say for sure that he steps in and is immediately, like, a number one receiver, the kind of guy that Jets fans would be expecting him to be. Um, I think that... Right now, like you have Elijah Moore, who like, is there really like 100% like confirmation that you're going to get Calvin Ridley here and people wouldn't rather see Elijah Moore out there? that He's not going to outperform him. I-, I don't really know the answer to that question. And I think like he is too big of a question mark. I would not trade a second round pick for him. Um, I, I saw someone propose a scenario where a pick for trading a pick for Ridley was conditional upon him like playing enough. And I don't think that's a realistic deal, but I think that's what I would want as a GM if I was going to trade for him because especially a team like the Jets, because they desperately need more weapons on offense. I mean, it'd be one thing if like Calvin Ridley was a, an extra piece to an already really strong offense where if he didn't perform at a high level, it wouldn't be the end of the world. I don't feel like the Jets are his place at all. I don't think that that's a place for him. Like I said, to rebound, to to get his head on straight. Like I don't think New York is notorious as a as a place that's a good place to do any of that. Um, I think it breaks people down more often than not. So um, no, I don't think Cal- Calvin Ridley should be a Jet, uh, even even if he wants to be. I, I still don't think that's a very good fit. Um, and as for Players, I wouldn't want to drafts. Um, I think that, like I kind of already said it about Stingley. I mean, I've seen several mock drafts with Stingley going to the Jets at four. And I think that's just absolute insanity. Um, I I do not see them taking a corner there by any means, Um, even if it's Gardner. That would be crazy to me. Um, I would be pretty mad about that. Um, let me think. I mean, for me, I really liked Jameson Williams. I, I was kind of hoping for him and then saw that injury. Um, so I don't think I'd be willing to, to bet as much on him, uh, now. Um, I mean, I like Jahan Dotson from Penn state. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they ended up with him, but guys I'd be truly angry about. I mean, really not many. I, I really think Stingley is my big one, like early in the first, if they were to actually spend that pick on him, I'd be pretty, pretty pissed. But again, I don't think that's likely at all. So I think that's kind of a a fear that doesn't need to be realized. I do think that um, Nakobe Dean is going to rise on a lot of people's draft boards after the whole college football playoff. I mean, obviously he had a great year anyway. I mean, any player on Georgia's defense that wants to play in the NFL should be getting their chance Uh, as much as I hate to say it. so, um, But yeah, I mean, if the Jets take him, I mean, I don't think it'd be like, oh, yay, I'm so excited. I really wanted a linebacker. But uh, again, in terms of quality of player, I still think the Jets are at a point where you take a guy who's really that talented and put them on the field, then you can't really complain because there's so many spots that need upgrades and obviously linebacker being one of them. So I'm, I'm really, I'm open to seeing what they have in mind because some of the picks this past year, I was like, eh, I'm not really sure. And it turns out they did a really great job with, in, in the 2021 draft. So I'd love to see what they got cooking up for this year. And I'm going to try not to make too many snap judgments because <laughs> we'll see how it all pans out when the time comes.
1: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet.
2: Next question comes in from John Filippelli. He says, I know the numbers would have us believe the Jets' corners played well last year, but with the quarterbacks they played besides a few, most weren't very good, and the fact that anyone could run on them would limit the teams throwing the ball and doing damage that way. Do the Jets really need to upgrade a corner based on what I just said? Yeah, they absolutely do. And I've been arguing with people about this. I like Brandon Eccles. I think he was good value for where he was drafted. He was a sixth-round pick. And I think he could probably be a good fourth or fifth corner. But if you go back and watch the tape, he got cooked quite a bit. And as you said, the Jets' cornerbacks weren't playing against a lot of really good quarterbacks. On top of that, they were letting up a lot of huge third downs. How many times did we see third and 20, third and 15, so on and so forth? If you look at the passing numbers, the defensive metrics, they were at the bottom of pretty much all of them. Brandon Eccles was rated I believe the worst of all the rookie starting corners this year which in fairness again he was a sixth rounder so it's fair to expect that but it all goes back to what I'm saying which is that Eccles did an admirable job but I don't believe he's a long-term starter Bryce Hall is a solid corner I don't think he's a number one guy they need a number one guy and that's why I keep talking about drafting Sauce Gardner and what I will keep coming back to is people will say in this system you don't really need corners this and that yes you do this is twenty 20- 2022 NFL you need as many really strong pass coverage players as you can get and having a number one corner is enormous people keep talking about the San Francisco 49ers well let me tell you something they had an all pro by the name of Richard Sherman and yes they had an excellent pass rush but it goes hand in hand you want to fix both you want to get a really strong pass rush and strong coverage units. So I would go out and try to get a number one corner and I would go out and try and really upgrade that pass rush. So I think Brandon Eccles showed that he can be a nice piece going forward. I don't think he's a long-term starter. I like Bryce Hall. Think he can be a starter. Don't think Bryce Hall is a number one corner. I think they need that piece. My choice for that if all things were equal, is Sauce Gardner? We'll see how the process plays out, but they absolutely need to upgrade that secondary, and they certainly need a number one corner.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. Um, I I liked what they did this year, putting out young guys, letting them get reps, letting them get more experienced. I do agree that neither one of them really is a, a number one in my eyes. Uh, I think you saw my tweet the other day about Brandon Eccles. I didn't like that people. Were, were trashing that he just like wasn't good. I thought that was kind of ridiculous. I mean, given the situation he was put in as a rookie to go out there and being expected to match up with some of the like some of the best guys in the league some games, it's it's a little ridiculous to think that the that his the level that he was drafted at, the pick that he was drafted at doesn't matter. Um, I, I think that it does matter. It, it, the fact that he was a sixth rounder, I think Joe Douglas is very intentional about bringing in guys that had athleticism and speed on the defense. I know we talked about this last year after the draft, athleticism, speed, guys that could be big playmakers, but I d- I think that they're trying to have a stacked defense depth wise. And that's what those additions were like Bryce Hall and Brandon Eccles. I don't think either one of them was drafted to be the number one, maybe Bryce Hall more likely. So, but what they're trying to do is build a defense where if somebody gets hurt You can slide another guy in there and it's not a disaster. And I think that Brandon Echols went out there this year and proved that, hey, I can go out there and be an impact player in a crunch situation because he did it. He did do it. I mean, I don't think he's consistently the guy that should be out there in an important spot, but I think that he's a depth player that's going to be around for a while because he just is coming off his rookie season. He's going to be cheap. He was a six-round pick. And that's the whole purpose of him being on the team. So a guy that you know is more than capable of making plays, having him as a depth piece on your roster, like – why why are why are we trashing knuckles? Like let, let's leave him where he's supposed to be, which is exactly where he is. They're going to bring in more pieces of the defense. We've seen Robert Sala as a defensive coordinator for the 49ers. What is the 49ers calling card? It's their defense. So they're obviously trying to replicate that with the Jets. They want depth, they want experience, they want guys that they know they can slide out there when the time comes and are capable of making plays. And I think that. Both Hall and Eccles showed that this year. I don't think that there's any reason to say that either one of them was a bust, was a miss on a pick. But to me, that's ridiculous. That being said, I do think there's still a long way to go with that unit. But you have to keep in mind that Robert Sala literally came to the Jets with nothing at corner. Literally nothing. There was nobody there. So obviously the pieces that you put together at this point I mean, last year they didn't spend a first-round pick on a corner. Hopefully this year they do. I would like them to. But you you just can't expect these guys that were late-round picks to come in and be these superstars. You're not going to find that, especially at corner. I mean, corner is a hard one to find a stud. And it's, it's crazy to me that people were upset over the Jets' corners this year. Add to them, yes, of course. But... The guys that they have there are doing their job. They are supposed to be pieces on a defense that are that's gonna have depth. And yes, we're gonna add more, see how it goes, but what they have right now is a great foundation. It's a great
2: start. Next question comes in from NYJ fan A. He says Is the organization sour on Cam Clark? Have you heard anything positive about him? I haven't heard anything about him in training camp, practice, anything. What's going on? I haven't been in training camp. Kayla hasn't been in training camp. I'm only going to repeat what Chris Nimbley has said on the show before which is that he barely noticed that Cam Clark existed. He's mostly just been noticeable for being hurt, and I think he's going to go the way of Blake Cashman. It's unfortunate because I thought he had a lot of talent, and I thought there was some potential for him to eventually have a shot to start, but I just don't think it's going to happen for him here.
3: Yeah, I don't think I have much to add on that
2: one. Next question comes in from Dylan Lashway. He says, would you rather sign a wide receiver or a tight end or draft both positions this offseason? It really depends on what you're able to do or who you're able to get. I would say you could sign a wide receiver and a tight end and still draft one of each. It really sort of depends on who you get. I think they probably need two tight ends. So if you draft two tight ends, cool. If you sign one and then you draft one, that's fine too. Wide receiver, you could probably use two receivers to go with what you already have. So really depends on what presents itself in trades and free agency. I will say though, I think the Jets have a much better chance of landing somebody who can really make a difference as a receiver in free agency than they do getting a tight end that can make a difference in free agency cuz I think the only real Difference making tight end is Dalton Schultz and maybe they'll get him But as you said Kayla there's going to be a ton of competition For him there are other wide Receivers that they could go after though there's Gallup Ridley might be available There's talk now DK Metcalf might be Available in a trade Amari Cooper Is an option that I really like in a Potential trade depending on what the Trade compensation would be Allen Robinson's going to be a free agent even Somebody like Cedric Wilson who's Not as high profile a player But could come in and help there are more options there. I think a wide receiver and free agency. So if you're asking me if I had a choice, fill one in free agency, fill one in the draft, I'd probably fill wide receiver and free agency and tight end in the draft. But I think you could do a little of column A and a little of column B if you wanted.
3: Yeah, I agree with you that you're more likely to get an impactful wide receiver in free agency than you are tight end. Um, But that being said, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just frustrated with the way the Corey Davis situation has played out, but I really just want the jets to draft their own guy. Um, I mean, it would be great if there was more experienced tight ends on the market to come match um, a young guy and kind of just be, be a mentor for, for a younger tight end uh, out of the drafts. I think they're going to have to go tight end in the draft at at least one pick, maybe two, um, especially if they can't really get in the game for Schultz, but, as for a wide receiver i'm just i'm kind of tired of just like signing signing a Corey davis type guy like i want to go in there pick a guy coming fresh out of college who's going to be a jet like that's just and that's i think personal preference i don't think there's any real uh not that much analysis behind that one i just think that that's like the preferred way to go like you get your young guy you get him on a good contract then in a year where the Jets have so much draft capital, like the most draft capital of any team. I just – I have a hard time getting out of the draft without some kind of impactful wide receiver. Um, and at this point, like, like we've said a hundred times before, so much of this is about helping Zach Wilson have a genuine chance to succeed. And I think that your best bet is going to be like – get these two young guys linked up, have them make a connection and like grow their careers in New York. And that's how you get a sustainable, like long-term solid offense. I mean, you saw it with, with Zach and Elijah Moore this year. Like I want another guy in there to like fit in with that group and um, start like the young guy movement for the jets. I think that that's important and to the core of his team and like how they're going to gel as a unit. Um, I don't want somebody who's going to come in there and think like they're running the show. I want like it to be a real team thing and I think that's what they're looking for in the front office too. So for me, I'm hoping to go young wide receiver from the draft. Um, but if they can beef up receiving core by any means, You got to do it because it is all about surrounding Zach Wilson with that talent. I just think that I have a preference.
2: That's going to wrap up part one of the mailbag. We'll have part two for you tomorrow. In the meantime, follow Kayla on Twitter at KP underscore on underscore TV. Make sure you check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like A Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some great videos up there taking a look at Dalton Schultz, who could be a Jets target, free agency at tight end. Speaking of tight end, he's got a great video up there of Trey McBride, the tight end out of Colorado State, and what he thinks McBride could do for the Jets offense if the Jets were to draft him. He's got a video up reviewing Zach Wilson's most recent performance against the Buffalo Bills and breaking down how he went from being a turnover-prone quarterback to a turnover-free quarterback. That's all on our YouTube channel right now, so check out those videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store at tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers Quinn Williams Bless You Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, mugs, hoodies, caps. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's tee And make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out, so if you go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets' podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play like a Jet digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.
0: coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it's time for today's lucky land
2: horoscope with victoria cash